Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Happy Tuesday afternoon. Dana Park's coming up an hour from right now. Uh, John wasn't feeling well, so uh, left us a little bit early today. Colin and I are hanging out, though. All right, next story gets um, a little bit touchy into the events of September 11th. And there's a story that a guy put up onto Twitter yesterday about his experience of he was supposed to be on United Flight 93 and didn't uh, change his flight and, and didn't end up on that flight, ended up taking a different one that left at a different time. And... Uh, took a flight that left 20 minutes later. So he was at the airport watching Flight 93 take off. So he recounts in this very lengthy story on Twitter yesterday about what happened and how he ended up not being on Flight 93. I'll, I'll tell you, read a little bit of this um, because it was to the credit of a person that worked for him at the time that he escaped that. I mean, that he ended up not on the flight that went down. So it says, I was booked on United Flight 93 on 9-11-2001 flying nonstop from Newark to San Francisco. At about midnight the night before, a coworker called me, urging me to change my flight to fly into San Jose instead. That meant I had to give up my first class seat and move to a flight that left 20 minutes later from the same gate with a stopover in Denver. I was very reluctant, but I did it. When I got to the airport, I watched people boarding flight 93 and I was upset that I was not leaving earlier in my first class seat on a direct flight. I didn't notice or care about the people as they were boarding only myself. And he talks more about, you know, uh, admittedly, like this changed his point of view because he was supposed to be on the flight that went down and then he didn't. He said, when I finally boarded my plane, we were seven planes behind flight 93. When we were three planes away from taking off, the pilot told us to look out the right side of the plane because it appeared the Twin Towers had been hit. <clears throat> Excuse me. So he says now, um, I now take every opportunity, um, you know, to, to get to know the people I'm boarding the plane with. I never hesitate to give up my seat for a later flight if requested. I've had two children since 9-11 multiple mission trips to war-torn countries. This is the lengthy post he puts up there. And so he follows that up with saying, the reason the coworker told me to change my flight was she took the same flight the day before and that commute would have made his late, would have made him late for the meeting. So this goes on and on and on and he talks all about his feelings and, and it continues. And then somebody asks him on Twitter, what happened to your coworker? That coworker saved your life with that advice and, and you were reluctant, but you followed it anyway. 
his guy, this guy's name is Bill Elmore on Twitter or X. And he says, sad to say, I ultimately had to fire her for poor performance. It was difficult, he says. Oh, is the internet going off about this one? And you should see the responses to this now on Twitter, because then as everybody's going off on him saying, how could you fire the coworker that saved your life? And so then he, then he feels like he has to explain it. And this does not help his case, by the way. He should have at some point just turned off commenting and just kind of just not let this go any further. So he says, I'm certainly not going to give out her name and publicly humiliate her. I do believe she was used by God to make me move my flight. But the reason I was originally booked on flight 93 was because of her performance issues, which he doesn't detail. He said, those issues didn't improve afterward, and I delayed letting her go until my boss insisted it happened. From what I've been told by her, it was a wake-up call that led to her excelling in her next job, and I don't regret the action. But wow, are people, because um, now people are saying, we want to hear her side of the story. Like, what made you, how bad was it, and what really happened there that wasn't, um, that wasn't this? And the responses to this? There's some of this I can't even read, um, but 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 then a couple of people um, sympathized with him. So, so it, it just it's all over the place. Nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight. If you are this guy, and we don't know how long after nine eleven he fired that employee, but what do you do? Like, let's give him the benefit of the doubt and say she was incompetent in her job and deserved to be fired. What do you do if that person literally saved your life? I mean, literally that gut action kept you off a plane that met that horrible fate. But what if that person also was bad at their job at some point? I don't know if it's what he said. I think it's just how he said it. Go on. In, yes. I don't know. Cause like, I, I hate to laugh at it, but I, I kind of scoffed when I saw it initially as well i was like oh my gosh that's ironic and kind of funny and blah 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 whatever but i shouldn't say whatever but i don't know i i just think if he would have said something along the lines of you know yeah we just had to she just didn't save the company she got fired she got let go something like that but i don't know i think it's just the way that he said it in the tweet is kind of what probably set people off it's what's got me a little uneasy about it um, because it's number one, he didn't have to answer the question. I don't like that. You know, it's, um, what's the saying? You don't have to engage with everyone that engages with you. You don't have to engage with every fight that's put in front of you. He didn't have to answer the question. A and maybe he was tone deaf to what that response was going to get. But once he answered the question and said that he fired her, then he had to explain it and explaining it got him into further trouble and just, it, it, it just went deeper and deeper and deeper. And I don't like that he, um, it's, it's the tone of, I had to give up my first class seat, which he mentions a couple of times and leave later. And I had to stop over in Denver instead of the, instead of the nonstop flight there. To me, there were some details in this that were not necessary. I mean, it's his story and I've never been in that position. So I guess who am I to judge what he decides to tell about it? But there's just a little bit of, of 
snark or something in this that I just don't, I don't love. Everybody got upset when Twitter didn't give you enough characters to type out everything that you wanted to type. <laughs> and then when Twitter gives you more characters, this is what we get. Yes. And, and it's lengthy. And then, and this has had um, 2,600 comments in response to this since 10 o'clock in the morning yesterday. So that just tells you how much play it's getting. And he describes himself uh, as a former IBM executive, um, works for global executive services. So, so part of it is he seems not at all grateful for that action. I, I just, why do you engage in that? Why, why do you further engage in that on Twitter or X with the people that are criticizing that decision? Leave it alone. I mean, just, and I think, just think it's fascinating that somebody asked what, you know, what happened to her? What did you, you know, what did you do in return for the fact that she encouraged you uh, to take a different flight? And it's, it's the fact that he says her incompetence is what made me cha have to change my flight in the first place. Why can't you just be grateful for that? Why, why can't you just be grateful for what, for what happened there? 913-586-7798. Uh, let's go to the phones here. Leah is first up at Elise Summit. Hey, Leah. Hi. Um, yeah, I just was, I listened to your story about the man who fired the woman who prevented him from boarding that plane. And mm -hmm. I think my instant reaction was that's just appalling. And I think it's um, very ungrateful and not, very godly. I'm not really sure where that came from in him, but I think I would probably have passed that to someone else in the company and said it was a conflict of interest due to personal reasons. I think that would have been the best way to handle that. And if the company declined to handle that, then I think that would be a sad reflection just morally on their part. I, I think that's bad karma. So I'm going to go ahead and pray for him. That's interesting and because and her, because I yeah. think she, that, that's kind of an angel speaking through her that delivered that message to him. So I'm not really sure where his faith is at, but if he's going to war torn countries, helping others, I'm guessing it's coming from a place of, you know, having faith and that to me does not go together. So I think it's sad. So it's I, interesting. That's my opinion. I love it. I appreciate it, Leah. Thanks for thanks for getting here. I did not think about the conflict of interest part. Um, and maybe because he didn't seem to have one. He he didn't, I mean, not again, we're not in his heart, we don't know, but what he chose to put out publicly, I mean, he said, like, oh, I, I put it off for as long as he I could, but he doesn't say anything in this post about I wholeheartedly struggled with the decision of whether to fire this woman that I was indebted to. And in fact, he, in a weird way, he blames her incompetence for making him take a different flight, which saved his life. It's, it's just a weird way to do it. 913-586-7798. Steven, next up in Olathe. Hey, Steven. Hey, thanks for taking my call. So the way that I read this is that he was on his way out to the West Coast to fire her because she was incompetent. And oh. just by just by happenstance, you know, not by immaculate knowledge, she saved his life by telling him to go to that other that other plane. And yes, he was a little bit stolen, I bet. 
going from first class to maybe business class or, or you know, even worse, third class, whatever. I don't know. But I'll tell you, the, but he's just a little bit sullen about that. And he puts that in his uh, in his maybe he's a little bit egotistical. Maybe he's a little bit narcissistic. I don't know. Maybe he likes the better things in life. But I'll tell you, he owes no life debt to this woman. It is just by happenstance that this happened. He I don't think so, because he says around. he says the reason that she gave for him taking a different flight is that if he'd taken his original flight, he would have been late for his meeting. Right. And so she and, said, hey, take this other flight instead so that you're on time. Thanks for getting me to the meeting on time. He wasn't on the meet- to the meeting on time to begin with. They, they didn't send that plane up. He was late to that meeting anyway. So, you know, regardless of what it is that she did, he was still late to that meeting by probably days. And because every single plane in the air was was downed by uh by the the government no planes were flying except for what f-18s yeah i mean the the military ones that were sent to track planes that were still in the air and air force one i i applaud him for i applaud him for putting himself out there and his feelings and uh and shame on shame on everyone else for tearing him up Okay, thanks a lot for the call, Steve, and I appreciate you getting in. Um, some of you missed the beginning of the story. We have callers on hold. We'll take a break. We'll get to your calls. We'll reset this coming up next here on KMBZ. All right, let me go back through, and it's going to take me a second. Let me go back through the details of this guy's story, and then we'll get to your calls. Um, so if you missed this, uh, there was a guy named by the name of Bill Elmore who posted on Twitter yesterday his account of what his 9-11 was like. And he says he originally was booked on United Flight 93, going nonstop from Newark to San Francisco. And he says at about midnight the night before, a coworker called him, urging him to change his flight to fly into San Jose instead. What that meant is that the flight he was gonna do instead had a stopover in Denver and he wasn't gonna be able to fly first class, but it got him into San Jose instead of San Francisco. Many of you are asking, how is that possible? How is it possible that taking a later flight would get him there sooner? He was gonna get to his meeting sooner. My guess is his meeting was closer to San Jose than San Francisco. They're close to each other, but they're still a little bit apart. I'm gonna guess that his meeting was closer to the San Jose airport than the San Francisco airport and having to go all the way around the bay like that was gonna take more time. I'm gonna guess that's the reason. So he describes going to the airport and that his plane was seven planes behind flight 93. It left 20 minutes later. So he obviously, you know, and and accounts this that says I, you know, was not on flight 93 and I was supposed to be. So in response to this being on Twitter, someone asked him, gee, what happened to that coworker? Like that person essentially, you know, if, if she had not told you you're going to be late for your meeting, take this flight instead, he would have been on flight 93. And he said, eventually he had to fire her. And he talks about if it, it, it was her incompetence that led, led to that flight having to, be, having to be different. But nonetheless, that's what, uh, that's what he said, is that he fired her. And he's getting a lot of heat for that. Yeah, as a couple of you were pointing out, San Jose and San Francisco airport can take you quite a while an hour or more because of traffic. So I'm gonna guess the meeting was closer to San Jose. So there are a lot of opinions about the fact that 
I, I take issue with some of the things that he chose to say about this publicly. Um, but nonetheless, he is defending that he fired the person who spared him from being on Flight 93. Okay, thanks everybody for holding on. Uh, some of you had not heard the story, so we'll go to the calls here. Jacob is first up out of Platte City. Hey, Jacob. Hey, Jamie. So I'll, I kind of have to agree with the last caller there. I kind of got the vibe that that's why he was going out there was to can her. Um, as far as the story goes, I want the details because, I mean, put yourself in his position. You'd be upset, too. But when someone tells me a story, I want the feeling. I want it to be natural. And the part of him being upset and um, reluctant to take the other flight, I prefer to have all those details in a story. Um, okay. Uh, to me, those details being there makes him look bad and weren't necessary. Um, but at the time, I mean, he, he didn't know the plane was going to crash into the building, so... He's being told to change his flight, maybe take a downgraded seat. So that detail is true that he would be upset. I mean, I'd be upset. You'd be upset. But you don't know your plane's getting ready to crash either. So I think it's relevant to the story. Okay. <laughs> I appreciate you getting in. Um, I, yeah, I just – maybe he doesn't care about the backlash on Twitter. But if I were him – the details about, I mean, he says twice it meant that I didn't get my first class seat. There are just certain comments like that that just don't help if he's if he's trying to avoid some of the some of the comments about this. All right, we'll keep going here. Uh, Casey next to talk to Tiffany. Hey, Tiffany. Hi. Um, so the previous caller said a lot of what I was going to say is that hindsight's twenty twenty, and I think he was trying to be as authentic as he could, saying that in the moment. He was upset about this, upset about that. And I, I honestly, I, whenever I heard the story, it made it sound like she may have been the one that booked his original flight. And then she realized she screwed up and was going to make him late to his meeting. So she had to book him a last minute flight. So that's how I read it was that maybe it was her incompetence that would have had him on the previous flight anyway. That's how I read into it. Okay. But yeah, what I was going to say is enough. that when I was about nine years old, my my brothers got into a car wreck out at Big Bear, and I didn't see the accident. And when we pulled over and everyone was going to help them, all I saw was luggage on the side of the road. So I was a kid, and I thought, oh, my gosh, everyone's luggage is going to get damaged. I hope mine's not damaged. You know, I was having childish, petty thoughts because I wasn't aware of the situation. I didn't have hindsight. You know, if, if I would have known what was going on, I would have been immediately worried about my brothers. But, you know, whenever I tell that story, I don't leave out the fact that I thought about the luggage because that's a fact about what went through my head when it happened. So maybe he's just okay. trying to be as authentic as he can about talking about his experience. Okay. I, I appreciate the story. I, I think Twitter's a different thing. I think when you are recounting a story about the reason that you were not on a flight that went down. Um, he's being authentic, but I just think there were some details in there that he just didn't have to include. Um, but the other question I want to put back on the table that we have kind of steered away from a little bit is what do you think about that? Cause some of you are saying she didn't save his life. Fine. But she was the one that told him change your flight or we are changing your flight and he didn't like it. 
he was he was upset about that. It was it was not a first class seat. It had the stopover. He didn't want to do it, and he did it anyway because she she suggested that to him. She said that to him. So what do you think about being in that position then of having to fire someone that you're sort of indebted to? I mean, that you, he doesn't seem to have mixed feelings about it, but I would. Wouldn't most of us have mixed feelings about and be conflicted? Of, because, because he clearly fully recognizes he should have been on that flight that went down. Because he, I mean, he said we were waiting to take off and our pilot comes over and says Twin Towers have been hit. So he clearly understands the magnitude of that. What do we think about being in that position of then having to fire the person that got you out of that flight? We need to get to a break. Cindy, hang on the line here. We'll get to more of your calls next year on KMBZ. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Chris Stapleton's voice is so incredibly distinct. And, and it always sounds good. This is off the new album uh, that's coming out here in November. Uh, we're talking about the story, uh, this guy named Bill Elmore. If you missed the beginning of this, let me let me give you the condensed version. Um, he went on to Twitter yesterday and gave a lengthy account of his experience on 9-11. He was supposed to be on Flight 93. And a coworker called him at midnight the night before and said, you need to take a different flight because your original flight gets you into San Francisco and if you do that, you're going to be late to a meeting you need to go to. And she said, you need to take this other flight that flies into San Jose instead. I'm going to assume the meeting was closer to San Jose. And so reluctantly, he did that. And by doing that, he avoided being on Flight 93. So he recounts all this on Twitter. And he is asked by someone, wow, whatever happened to that coworker that had such a an impactful role, you know, for you? Because, I mean, of course, the most horrible thing would have happened. And he said, I had to fire her for incompetence. 913-586-7798. Cindy has been holding on the line in Olathe. Cindy, thanks for holding. Hi. Um, I have a little bit of a sort of a dis difference in perspective. Um, I'm thinking that, he, as others have said, he was being totally honest about his feelings about having to change his flight, and he was going on saying how self-centered he was at that time. But then later on, something that people haven't brought up was 
the fact that now when he gets on the plane, he's not inward focused, but he takes time to get to know the people. Uh, he gladly gives up a seat. Um, and now he's working and he's gone on mission trips. And his pers- it seems like he's saying his life is now, his perspective on life has been changed because of that event. So, yeah, maybe his atti- his attitude was self-centered and snarky at the time, but he's later goes on to say, but this is how my attitude has changed now because of this event. And there's other, you know, things we just don't know. We don't know what the girl's um, role was. Did she get him? Was he, she responsible for getting him his ticket? Why she called him at midnight the night before and all that. But um, there's just a lot of things. The only thing. Let me answer your question really fast. Uh, Let me just answer that um, because we do know Uh that. The reason that she called him at midnight the night before was because she took this. She, she was a day ahead of him. She took the flight on September 10th that he was supposed to take on September 11th. She was already there a day early and she called him at midnight and said, I did this flight today. You will be late for your meeting if you take this flight. Yeah, so it was 10 o'clock there. So it was earlier. But um, anyway, um, and and the, the only thing I'll say, because there's a lot we don't know from what he wrote was um, we don't know if he was under the gun to fire her. You know, if she directly reported to him, he may have had that was his responsibility to let her go. And if he had been under the gun from people above him to let her go, he may not have had a choice. We don't know. And he also says that it the her firing ended up being a wake-up call for her, and it helped her a lot in her next job. So he kind of brings out positive things. I just think maybe because we could only go on what he wrote, um, he said, I had to fire her for incompetence seemed really harsh after hearing how she's, uh, quote-unquote, saved his life. So why um, is it quote unquote saved his life? It's really funny because a lot of people are on the text line are saying she didn't really save his life. Well, if she had not told him to change that flight, he would have been on flight 93. Right, exactly. But she didn't, she didn't do it knowing that he was going to save his life. But the result was the same. Didn't she was used to save his life. I would agree with that. Um, but it's not like she jumped in the water to save him from drowning. You know what I mean? Um, I think it's he, the same. I, the result is that he didn't go on a flight that crashed. Right. I agree. I agree. But I, I just think that she was also doing her job at that point, it seems like. Um, so um, that's just all, all I have to say is just that there were some good things that came out of the whole situation and, um, you know, texting or social media, we don't always get our feelings across in how we write. So that was all I had to say. Well said, Sunday. I appreciate it. And um, it will be, he did not name her. He said, I'm not going to humiliate her by naming her. I think you humiliated her by blaming her incompetence for the reason that you, in a weird way, he, 
he credits her, well, not directly, but he explains that her saying he should change his flight is what kept him off flight, flight 93. And then he blames her incompetence for why he wasn't on the flight that went down in, in a weird way. So um, it'll be interesting if she decides to come out and talk more about that publicly. Okay, um, for you iPhone users, this is a day that you have been waiting for, Colin, your iPhone, right? I'm, I'm the Android user out of us, okay. So finally, uh, Apple today, in an announcement that I feel like I've been, I've been hearing about here for a while that we finally got the details on, Apple has announced the latest versions of the iPhone 15. And the most significant change to that is that it will use the USB-C charging port which um, I get confused on what they all are, but USB-C is the one that's an oval. It's, it's, the same, it's the same shape all the way around. Some of the older charging cords um, were longer on one end and more narrow on the other. USB-C is, is what everything's starting to use now. It's, it's just becoming the standard all the way across the board. Apple did not do this voluntarily. Apple did it because the EU said you have to. And if they have to do it for the EU, they may as well do it everywhere. So that will be in place starting with the iPhone 15. Is this a big deal? It's a pain in the neck, Colin, to have different no, this chargers is, for- This is great now. Well, yes, it is a pain in the neck to have a bunch of different, well, it's really just two, because I have my iPhone and I have my MacBook, and those are two, both Apple products, but two different charging ports. It's nice to have one universal thing, so I don't have to go out and buy different chargers for things. I can just have one universal thing, be done with the whole deal. Yeah, um, I don't even like, uh, because there are different, I have USB-C for everything because I have Android, but I even have to have, I've learned, um, like not every USB-C cord works the same. I did a long drive over the weekend and needed to run my car through the phone, phone through the car, <laughs> and the the cord that I had in my car didn't, didn't work. And I had to go to Verizon on my drive and say, give me the cord that absolutely no doubt will work in my Civic with my Android. It's the only one I'll use now in the cord. So even some of the cords are inconsistent, but I would think that's a big deal. I, I would think that for you, I don't know what you're gonna do with your old, your old iPhone cords now, but um, do you know, Colin, are they gonna do this with other Apple products? Is it all gonna switch? Ooh, that's a good or idea. Or just the iPhone? Um... Yeah, For I'm those not of you sure. who are iPhone I mean, users. If, if they're already switching two of their devices to the USB-C, why not just make everything available for USB-C at this point? Yeah, it's not in the version of the story that I have, but boy, you would think eventually, if they don't do it right away, you would think eventually they will do it for all of their products. They're probably going to have to. I'm going to guess the EU decision affects all of the products, not just the phone. So I'm going to guess they're going to have to switch everything. Uh, if you are particularly excited about this, feel free to uh, to tell me about your excitement there. So that's that's the biggest difference with the phone other than, um, I don't have the price list in front of me, but they've come out with the price list. I have no doubt that it's it's significant. Uh, but that's the big difference. And, and we sort of suspected that this was coming because of the EU decision. But now we know for sure it'll, for sure it'll switch. Now it's just a matter of, as somebody somebody did a story for Yahoo Finance that said, well, yeah, but it's going to be a, a pain that we're going to have to do this because now you're going to have to get USB-C chargers for everything. Well, you already had a lot of those anyway. So now you just have to get a couple more there. So that's the big announcement there. All right, we'll take a break here. Uh, we'll wrap today's show next on KMBZ. Back here with you, wrapping things up on a Tuesday afternoon. Dana and Park's coming up. 
uh, about 10 minutes from right now. Another one of these unusual real estate listings. Uh, this one comes to us out of the big island of Hawaii, Mountain View, which is uh, right in the center there. And that would make sense uh, once you know what this particular one includes. So they have on the market right now what they are calling an affordably priced yurt. It's Y-U-R-T. If you don't know what a yurt is, it's basically a platform. It's sort of like glamping. You would almost think that that's what it looks like. It's um, They describe it as a portable round tent covered and insulated with all kinds of things. Um, and and what you the thing that um, it's the shape that makes it particularly unique, but it's also the wooden slats that keep that tent up on the inside that make it unique. And in particular, it is the whole thing is round and it usually doesn't have walls on the inside. They're really popular on Airbnb if you ever want to go check it out. So this one is going for $179,000. They call it a studio because, again, it's it's one big room. Um, Significant about it are a couple things. One is that it does not have a power system in place. It's off grid. So the solar system is connected to the existing power at the house next door, but that will be disconnected. So if you buy this, you're going to have to put up a new solar system, including the panels, the batteries, everything. It is 707 square feet. It has a shower house outside. Um, That's pretty traditional for uh, that part of Hawaii. What it also has is a lava tube that you can go through. Um, And it's kind of buried in the listing a little bit, but there are pictures on here that show, um, they said the, the the tube was discovered. It initially had lava rock built around it. Um, and the way they discovered it was the seller was going to put in um, a cesspool to get rid of the composting toilet and get more conventional plumbing. The backhoe operator got six feet down and then found the lava cavern, and otherwise they wouldn't have known about it. So once they discovered the tube, they had lava rock built up around it. And there are pictures here. If you are the least bit claustrophobic, and I am, um, it's it's making the hair on my arm stand up just by looking at it. So it's about 70 feet long. It is tall enough so that you can stand up in it. Um, The yurt is set back 500 feet from the driveway. So all of this um, is super private there. Uh, And it was built in 1993. But again, you can do, you can go through this lava cavern. um, And it is, it is cool. I mean, there are um what do they call that the stalagmites that um and stalactites that are on the inside i don't know what you would do in it i i don't know what you're going to turn this into or um or, or what you'll do with that lava tube but that is definitely a unique a unique feature to have had there and i'm trying to think if that was when we were in hawaii Yes, it was the Big Island. Same thing, uh, because it was near Kilauea, which is going off right now. Uh, There are parts of Kilauea National Park. They have a lava tube that you can walk through, and it's dark. I mean, you you have to go down quite a bit, and it's probably 10 feet high that you can walk through. And it's they put lights up, but it's wet, and it's dark. And I had a moment. I got about 20 feet into it, and I said, I don't think I can. I sure want to go back. I, I didn't think I, that I could do that. So there's a ladder in this one that gets you down to the bottom. And so runs 60 feet to the back of the property, has enough clearance for someone to stand up inside. Uh, $179,000 is a deal. But keep in mind, you're going to have to put your own power in there. So um, let's see. We have this Costco worker to talk about. 
This is out of Clovis, California. This is a good news story to have here uh, on a Tuesday. We have a Costco employee who had not been working in this store for very long. He had initially set himself a goal back on August 1st of working hard, keeping a positive attitude so that he could be named employee of the month. And something happened that absolutely guaranteed that. He was putting away some cases of water when one of the pallets caught his eye and he found an envelope that had $4,000 in cash in it. He immediately told his managers they were able to use store surveillance video and the person's member ID. My guess is that they looked at um, store surveillance video to see who had left it and then try to compare faces to what's on your ID. So they tracked down the owner and they were able to return it to him. We don't know, I, we, always, we always miss that part. We don't know why the money was there. We don't have the backstory behind this one about why the money was left or why somebody was walking around 4,000, walking around Costco with $4,000 in cash. But nonetheless, um, the customer who lost the money was thankful for the efforts. Oh, here it is. So the money was for her kids to go back to school. That doesn't explain why she had $4,000 in cash walking. I mean, unless she was buying back to school, that's a lot to be carrying around with you, even for back to school, like furniture and stuff like that. Um, but nonetheless, she was walking around with it. We don't know if she gave him any like reward for finding it, but his name now uh, is on a plaque inside of that store. Um, and he's a pretty young guy too. So that's kind of cool. And he described the whole thing. Um, up on social media as well. So, uh, okay, Colin, I just saw your note, no big deal. Okay, um, and then to wrap things up here, uh, there's a new study out about whether you are a night owl or a morning person and which one makes you more likely to develop health problems. And I don't feel like this is particularly new that usually it is people who are night owls who are naturally not just that you like to stay up late, but that your circadian rhythm is such that you naturally um, have a natural body clock that is genetically stay, set to have you stay up late. So night owls are wired differently, but it's not a good thing. Uh, they looked at more than 60,000 female nurses that took part in this study, revealed that night owls were more likely to consume uh, unhealthy diets, to exercise less, have a higher body mass index, sleep fewer hours, and smoke cigarettes than the early birds. Night owls more likely to develop diabetes about 19% after the researchers accounted for the impact of unhealthy habits. And so um, there is something about the time that you get up and go to bed that increases your risk of diabetes. 19% is a significant uh, increased risk there. Um, among the women in the study, 11% said they were night owls. 35% said they were early birds. The rest didn't identify strongly as one or the other. What the part that they don't get into is your ability to control that. Um, I am not naturally as much of a morning person as I have to be. 4.30 a.m. is not naturally what my body clock wants to do. Body clock wants to do like seven, but life doesn't allow for that. And so, um, but it's, I just wonder like if, if from a practical standpoint, if being more of a night owl, um, you're just, you're more inclined to just kind of be lazier at night. Like if you're up more of the day and up early and going, you hear the people that get up early in the morning and go out and exercise and you hear that the people that stay up later at night don't tend to do that. And I, I wonder if that's just partially a biological thing, but also just 
yeah, like you stay up late and, you know, it's the, uh, it's the idea that you're up playing video games and doing all that kind of stuff instead of going to bed early and reading a book and getting off your screen and doing all that kind of stuff. Um, but they don't, they talk about like, if you can at least change your habits, if you're naturally a night owl, or if you work jobs where you have to be up later at night, at least do what you can. If you can eat healthy, if you can sleep well, if you can exercise, then you cut down on some of that risk that naturally comes if your body is more in tune to being more of a night owl there. Um, but it's, they call it um, the evening chronotype, which is the feeling of being more energetic at night. In the past, they had linked that to higher rates of obesity and heart disease. So, um, and, and some of it, like I said, you can't control, but some of it you certainly can. So they say to the extent that you can control that, um, you definitely want to. So if you want to check out more of the study, uh, let's see what journal was this in. Uh, it was Nurses Health Study 2. You can check that out online. Uh, the Journal of Internal Medicine had that one if you want to read more about that. Okay. I think that does it for us for the day. This is when we're, we have business to get to here. So we'll do that. We will turn this over to Dana and Parks and be back tomorrow here on KMBZ. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.